State Champs Nation, Lauren Plant here. Before we get to this podcast, I just wanted to bring you a quick programming note. The State Champs Sports Network is expanding our podcast programming. In order to make it easier for you to listen to the podcast you want to listen to, we wanted to break them all out. You can find each of our podcasts on your favorite podcast platform, from Apple and Google Podcasts to Spotify and so many more. If you're a State Champs super fan, you want to listen to them all, you don't have to to change a thing. We'll still be posting everything in this feed. Now, on with the podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of State Champs Michigan's Extra Point. This program powered by Lawrence Technological University. They are on a quest for at least 200 athletes. Do you hear me? Do you want to play college sports? There's over 25 offered here at Lawrence Technological University. They participate in the NAIA, which if you want to equate it to a level, it's about the Division II level. They've got academic money. They've got athletic scholarship money. Uh, they've got football, and they've got a lot of other sports too. So uh, go to LTUathletics.com. They have a unique item where you can recruit yourself. So just pick the sport of your pleasure and then click the Recruit Me button and let the coaches know that you are interested my name is Lauren Plant. We are joined by Matt Mowry and Scott Bernstein. This program also brought to you uh, by the MHSAA, the Michigan High School Athletic Association. We're going to have a message later in the program about the Scholar Athlete Award. We want to promote that a lot right now because they're giving away a bunch of $1,000 scholarships. So we can give you that information. That's coming up in the middle of the program. And then also uh, we are presented by Hungry Howie. So we're going to have a quick update in our Mr. Football and Anvil Awards. But right now what we want to do is uh, – talk about the week that was in Michigan high school football. First off, gentlemen, welcome. How are you again? Loving this weather. Yes, it is nice. Matthew. It is a, it is very nice out and I hope it stays like this through Friday. It's been nice to cover games where it's not like, you know, 32 degrees and snowing or being able to stay on the sidelines, stay warm, yeah. and catch some great football. It was a fantastic uh-huh. Friday night last uh, last Friday when when I was out, and uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it has been textbook. It has been picture perfect, no question about it. And uh, and again, we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty here. Just a couple of more yep. games left Two in the regular weeks. season. Uh, let's quickly, uh, uh, if you were at any games uh, last weekend, you want to talk about uh, I was Scott? At, I was at Clarkston Lake Orion. You know the the great uh, Northern Oakland County rivalry and. Uh, Clarkson uh, got some revenge for last week, or sorry, for last year's stomping that Lake Orion had uh, administered to them, and a lot of those Clarkson guys felt like uh, Lake Orion was, uh, you know, running up the score last year. I think it was ended up being a 55-21 game in 2019, and then they returned the favor this year, uh, won the game. I believe it was 31-7. It was 31 nothing um, until the final minute of the fourth quarter, when Lake Orion scored a meaningless touchdown. Uh, Clarkson really just imposed their will. You know that we've we've talked so much about that line. You know, there, there, there's only so many superlatives or or uh, adjectives to, to put out there. They're dominant. Rocco, uh, Spindler, Garrett Dellinger, Cole Dellinger, Owen Foster, Ben Haas. Uh, one of the best lines that uh, Oakland County's probably ever seen. Just such a cohesive unit. Um, guys that you know just leave it all on the field. Not to throw out a cliche there, but you know it's it's true. And a lot of those guys play both ways. 
Um, but, you know, with, with any great team, and I think Clarkson's one of the best teams in the state this year, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's always next guy up and, uh, you know, guys that are rising to the occasion. And uh, Ethan Clark, uh, their star running back, was uh, on the shelf last week, and they had to uh, do a little plug and play here. And uh, Aiden Brooks, who normally you know plays kind of a slot back or a linebacker on defense, he stopped, uh, stepped into the starting tailback position, scored four touchdowns. Look pretty good doing it, and uh, you know that's uh, a recipe for uh, you know a long run in the state tournament. What is your take on on this iteration of the Clarkston Wolves? I think they're balanced. I think they have great leadership. I think they obviously have a, a you know the X factor on the sidelines with with Kr who does just a amazing job as a, a as a as a tactician and as a motivator. Um, I think the sky's the limit for this group uh, as long as Ethan Clark's healthy. Uh, you got uh, you know a superstar running back. You obviously had a guy in Brooks that can come and spell him. You got uh, Mike DePillo, uh, the the dropback specialist there. That's um, really you know taking a taking the next step in, in his progression as a quarterback. I know that I've mentioned it before. You know he he, he was hindered a little bit by his number one receiver taking off uh, in that three week break that we had in in August and and going out to Tennessee. Justin Buckman went to Tennessee to play, but. Uh, Logan Forbes has stepped right in there as the number one receiver. He's like, you know, Clarkson's own version of Julian Edelman, uh, a guy that, you know, has uh, very sticky hands and, and is elusive and, and is a grinder. Um, they got Blake Cozen, who's a, a Division One bound tight end, uh, the son of the athletic director, Jeff. Uh, he's going to Northern Illinois. Um, great target in the passing game. And then they got a, a great defense. And, you know, you put that all together and you, you have a uh, – uh, you know the possibility for for another run to a state title and Seahole and Oak Park is what's left get, on their schedule. Yeah, they should get both those dubs pretty easily, in my opinion. Absolutely. All due respect to Seahole, who's playing really well right now and is on a three game winning streak. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know there are you know yeah, they're gross in yeah. that annual rivalry. You know they're OA white, um, mm-hmm. and it's always tough to play up in the OA red. I think they'll you know they'll I think they'll hang around next week or this week rather with Clarkston but I, I believe by the fourth quarter uh, Clarkson will probably pull ahead yeah see Holmes got Clarkson then North Farmington yeah who has played well this season yep yep so uh Matt were you at any games I actually was at the Seahome Groves game and oh, it well, was there you go. Uh, it, yeah the, the I think the one thing that may hamper Seahome a little bit is that they basically do not throw the ball and if they can't run against that defensive line of Clarkson which has got some horses on it then it's going to be tough sledding for them. But, yeah, it was, it was a great game. It, it third, Late third quarter, early fourth quarter, it looked like Groves had the momentum. They had just stopped Seahome uh, on downs just in just outside the 20, I believe. And uh, Jaden Mangum catches this pass, and it's just a jailbreak. It was, it was a jailbreak screen. At the at the perfect moment because Seahome had an all out blitz on and it was just like I was standing behind the play and I could see just the C part and I'm like oh he's gone and in the worst part is you're you're like back behind the play and you notice as well as I do Lauren when you're in the wrong position for yeah. shooting I didn't have anything all I could see was people's you know backs and butts as they're running down the field right and all of a sudden the entire Seahome sideline erupts and I'm like what's going on. Caleb Knorr, who was, he's the quarterback, but he also plays the boundary corner, tracked him down from behind, tomahawk chops at the goal line, just basically dives because he knows where he is, Um, tomahawk chops the ball out, and it trickles through the back of the end zone for a touchback. So not only does Groves not score, 
they lose possession of the ball and then Seaholm uses that momentum and marches right back down the field, you know, go ahead, score. They end up, you know, getting a second score to, to put it a little bit out of reach. And then Grove's got a, a touchdown within like the last 20 seconds of the game. But it was, as Coach Flaherty said after the game, nobody could stop anybody. And that was like basically the only series where either of them stopped each other. But that was that was one of those those plays that Caleb Nor made that is going to you know go down in Seahome history as one of the best in program history. But yeah, they're, they're real one-dimensional. I believe his stat line was, Oh, for one passing and one forced fumble. So he's a leader, though. You know, he took him uh, yes. to the Division Two Final Four last year, and a guy that uh, you know was a glue guy, and uh, the type of guy that I think you can really put a lot of responsibility on their shoulders uh, running an offense, even if that offense doesn't you know contain a lot of passing. Yeah, and they got Jackson Vance and and Miles Mentag. Uh-huh back there that are, you know, a nice hustle and flow special there yeah. in the backfield. Uh, I want to ask Matt a question, and I was kind of unaware of this, but I had heard some rumors of it. So one of the storylines that grows right now is that I believe they got some transfers from Illinois um, right before the season started, and their quarterback is a it took the job, I think, last week. I don't know if it was an injury to Jack Woods or what, but their quarterback, Gardner, I believe he's a guy that came in from Illinois like the first week of the season. Did you yeah, get any I'm not, I, on I that? No, I didn't get any backstory. I do know that he came in at the end of the game the prior week because okay. Woods had been hurt and they okay. were kind of going neck and neck in practice throughout the week and then he did come in and had he had a great game, you know, running the offense, uh throwing the ball. Uh, running it a little bit too. He's got he's got some pretty good quickness, but yeah, I didn't get the backstory on that. That's always interesting. Um, other than like, we were more, I mean, we're dealing with that now with this, you know, the pandemic with you know certain states canceling football, and I just mentioned it with Buckman. I mentioned it a couple times on the show. Uh, we mentioned it with Ryan Brown from from Brother Rice heading off to Florida, but then it's you know the reverse of that is guys coming into the state. Mm-hmm. So I had heard that the first week of the season, I was at uh, week one, I was at Groves at Farmington. And the Groves guys are like, yeah, we got three guys from Illinois that came in like yesterday. And I'm like, are they eligible? And they're like, yeah, they all moved into like houses. Right. So I was in, it was interesting for me to see that Gardner was under center last uh, last week because I, I knew that Jack Woods had, had, had firmly kind of established himself as the quarterback. But it, as Matt says, Jack got hurt. And um, I don't know. What, do you remember what Gardner's first name is? Uh, spot, Caleb. Caleb. Caleb with a K. Yep. Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, we, we will give a shout out to uh, our producer Chuck Pellerito's former team. Clintondale did beat Hazel Park eighteen to fourteen. So uh, he, of course, all fired up about that. Uh, Coach Schindler, right? Fist in the air. That's right. Okay. Uh, I had an interesting one. I was in a KLAA West battle. I was in Novi Wildcat country uh, as Howell came in and Howell coming in off a, on a two-game winning streak. And uh, this is a very interesting game. You talk about, uh, Matt, when you talked about kind of the, the play in yours, well, the, the tone was said here, uh, Novi's got the ball in, in the first quarter. And uh, this guy, Noah Raymond. Um, literally pulls the ball away from the, you know, it's kind of a pile, a bunch up there trying to tackle the uh, running back, strips it, takes it back for six. And uh, within just a couple of minutes, they're up 7-0. They were up 21-7 at the half was how they were getting set to go up by 17 points. They botch a field goal. Novi had nothing but big plays in the second half. It was just big play. Botch field goal. 
uh, and uh, Parenti is his name, picked it up, took it the length of the field. So now they're only down by eight. Highlanders come back, take 348 off the clock. Uh, this guy, uh, Joe Henningsmeyer, is his last name, and uh, he is a junior uh, with the Howell Highlanders. He had over. He had basically dislocated, his name is August Johan Engsmeyer, he had dislocated his shoulder right before the first game. And so he's been sitting out, comes back, and he is just like Tom Rathman, like the work. <laughs> Tom Rathman. The work. Look it up, kids. Yes. That guy yes. was all grit and yeah. grind back right. in, the, in the 80s and 90s. Yes. 30 carries over 200 yards in his first game of the season. They kept feeding it to him. And uh, he kept delivering, so he gets them back on the boards. First play from scrimmage on the other side. We're talking about the third quarter here. Isaiah Washington, who's the senior running back at Novi, gets the pitch. 65 yards to the house, so we're still with like four minutes left in the third. Novi's climbing back within eight. And uh, then it again, Highlanders, nine play, 59-yard drive. And you can see that this team is really gelling. Uh, on all cylinders on offense, especially with game management. Uh, Joe Hanningsmeyer gets his second, so they go back up 15. Uh, Wildcats come right back. And uh, the um, uh, actually what happened was uh, Novi defense stepped back in again, and Petru, who's the quarterback, Nolan Petru for Howell, throws a pick right at the goal line. They called pass interference. So... Highlanders get the ball. Petru gets a sneak, goes back up. This is 35 to 27 at this point. It was 21 7 at the half. Uh, so, you know, I'm just like running up and down the field, just trying to get these big plays. Uh, Highlanders then, you know, basically put it away uh, with another six play, 51 yard drive. Uh, Wildcats did get another score, but this Howell team, uh, who ended up winning this one 42 33, uh, looks pretty good. You know, they've got the former Plymouth coach now. Uh, Lafada mm-hmm. running their 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 mm-hmm. team, not Lafada, no, Brian, no, Brian Lewis, Brian, Ooh, Lewis, Brian Lewis, exactly. And I talked yeah. to Brian, who was at Plymouth just for a couple of seasons, mm-hmm. and you know, I was like, you know, what, why the change? And, and his and he's, you know, he basically just said, one town, one school. It's so much easier to try to navigate things, you know, when you're in that that uh, what they call the park of Canton, Plymouth, mm-hmm. and Salem. So many, yeah. Yes, so many things get uh, confused. And, you know, of course, guys like Tim Beckler, you know, managed it terrifically for, for many, many years. But uh, once they added that third football team, uh, third school, you know, it, it's unlike any other in the state. There's a lot of dual schools. There aren't any triple, triple uh, campuses. So uh, it just was easier for him to make that switch. He's got the kids, does he, know, does kids playing a, well. Doesn't he have a De La Salle pedigree, I believe, Brian Lewis? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. His his twin brother is at UD Jesuit. Um, yeah. They I believe they go. both played at De La Salle. Um, and then Brian was at eh, I believe he was at Gabriel Richard, uh, Ann Arbor area. He had he had actually before he was at at uh, Gabriel Richard he had been on Rich Rod's staff at Michigan. Um, as like a quality control kind of guy, just kind of picked up the offense. And that was something he both brought to uh, Gabriel Richard and then he brought to Plymouth too. And if you remember last year, the last two years actually when he was at Plymouth, they were a very wide open offense. Yes. And that's kind of the influence there. Um, And then, yeah, now now here in Howell, it's going to be interesting. I think they're a little more smash mouth than he has been just because they've got – the big running back. They got a big offensive line. They got a big couple kids up line. front that are real, real horses. So it's kind of a little more smash mouth. But 
right now, quite honestly, I mean, Canton is the leader in the clubhouse in the KLA West, still unbeaten. Yep. But it's a it's a wide open division. I think Brighton is two and two, and Heartland and Howell are both three and one. And Canton's kind of leading the leading the pack there. But it's it's real real bunched up. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Uh, Howell and Brighton get together this week. Um, so that's mm-hmm. going to be interesting. Brighton coming off a uh, big win. You know, they beat Plymouth pretty handily, only lost to a, by a point to Canton. That was a, a, a real dog, um, you know, dogfight. It was 21-20 in that one. Uh, and so, and Novi still, you know, again, has the act, has the knack for the big play. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how, how things play out the rest of the way. And, and then Hartland kind of hangs around there, too, how it beat Hartland. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, because obviously those teams are going to meet in the playoffs, uh, I'm sure, in the districts. Uh, several of those schools will. Uh, but, yeah, you're right. Canton is the leader in the clubhouse, kind of surprisingly so. Even Tim Beckler himself was not did not think this team would be as good as they are, putting up a lot of points, 54 on Northville, uh, 28 on Novi, 21 on Brighton, and then 43 on Salem. So Nor- uh, Canton and, and Heartland, uh, we'll be getting together this weekend. So some things are going to shake out in the West. And uh, Hartland coming off a 43-26 win over Northville. Northville having a down year. And they lost 27-13 to Howell. But Howell's going to have to obviously corral giving up the big play uh, if they're going to. Because uh, I think they're doing a great job on offense. It, their defense is, is going to have to shore things up. So so interesting. So those are the games that, that we attended. Uh, we have a lot of games on the State Champs Michigan uh, social channels. Uh, if you want to check out highlights, if you haven't seen any, Extra Point just uh, debuted uh, yesterday. And uh, when I say yesterday, uh, you'll probably be see- hearing this podcast on Wednesday. So on Monday, we put them out on Monday nights. And, um, you know, we've got lots of games uh, that went on. And uh, But the State Champs Michigan site is where you want to go for all the highlights of all the stuff we covered. And, and there were some interesting games. We had an interesting one that uh, uh, East Point and Roseville got together. Uh, two teams who uh, typically have not been, you know, great football programs. Yeah, and you wouldn't think there would be, you know, like multiple Division One recruits on the field, but there were. Yeah. Tayshawn Trent for East Detroit. Yeah. Uh, uh, Henry <clears throat> Tyrell Henry for Roseville, both receivers, and yeah. then Malachi Clark, a defensive uh, tackle for Roseville, just got a couple of Division One offers. Uh, I believe Central Michigan and uh-huh. someone else. But that's uh, yeah, and Rose, it's a it's a, a different. Uh, Different kind of picture that you normally see in that type of football game. Right, right. 2012 was the final that East Point took care of business. But in our plays of the week on our extra point, it was a beautiful touchdown uh, made by the Roseville wide receiver. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, keeping his feet in bounds. Uh, but, yeah, so that is interesting. North Farmington won big in the Battle of uh, Farmington against Farmington. Uh, and there were several others that uh, were of note uh, that took place this last weekend. Uh, what we're going to do now is we're going to take a quick break so we can run this spot by the MHSAA. When we come back, uh, we're going to give you guys an update in our Mr. Football race and our Amber race. We have a shakeup, so we will give you that news, and we'll also preview what the weekend looks like ahead in just a minute. Nearly 2,000 of the state's top student-athletes will be recognized for excelling academically and in school activities through the MHSAA's Scholar Athlete Award, underwritten by Farm Bureau Insurance. The applicants will be in the running for a total of 32 $1,000 college scholarships. Application materials are available exclusively online through the MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. 
Okay, everybody, welcome back to Extra Point. We're getting into our segment sponsored by the wonderful Hungry Howie's. Hey, if, you, if you're getting a pizza, you need a pie, make sure you go to Hungry Howie's. They have been supporting State Champs Michigan for years now, and it is because of Hungry Howie's and their generous support that we can not only have a Mr. Football contest, but we can have a Michigan High School Football Anvil Award, which rewards. This will be the third year in a row we are rewarding the top linebacker or lineman in the state. And so uh, this particular year, uh, I really do. And I think Matt and Scott, I think you both will uh, confer that we're probably going to have a lineman win the award this year. I, I don't see a linebacker uh, stepping up enough to uh, outdo either Spindler or uh Garrett, Damon Payne, Dellinger, or Damon Payne, or Dellinger, yeah. or Dellinger, exactly. So, uh, but one of the players uh, that w- one of the guys that we were looking forward to seeing, and it's funny because uh, Matt shared an interesting story that Rashad Benny had had reached out to him saying, you know, hey, when I come back and if I do this and we go all the way, he's an Oak Park off- offensive tackle and defensive lineman. If you guys win a state championship, then Matt's like, yeah, we'll probably give you the Emmy Award because uh, Oak Park's got a uh, road to. To yeah, hope. quite, quite, <laughs> to quite an uphill battle to, frankly, to even get you know have a run in the playoffs. They've just uh, looked kind of out of sorts since the season started. So we are making a change. So Rayshon, since he has not played, and uh, and if he does and he plays himself back into the competition, certainly will be there. Uh, but we do have a particular player that hails out of Fenton. Matt, why don't you tell us, uh, tell the good folks all about him? Or what you know. It's uh, yeah, Josh Thompson. He's uh, six foot five, uh, two hundred and ninety pounds. Big Hoss. He's he played more right guard, right tackle last year. This year he's flopped over to the left side. He's uh, uh, he's going to Northwestern along with with a, honestly a bunch of Michigan guys. But he's also going with uh, Country Day left tackle Caleb Tiernan. Um, Josh has got, I believe, his in a conversation with his dad. He's got thirty one pancake blocks in four, four games. games, and yep. I think yeah, no twenty of them. Yeah, 20 of them are on his highlight reel that I was watching through this afternoon as we got prepared for this. Yeah. And I think my favorite one is where he's ragdolling a defender for about 10 yards and goes to just chuck him down so he can take on another one. And that kid takes out another defender, and then he goes and engages the third. So I believe he gets two two pancakes for that. Does I mean, he's just – It's an he, IHOP special, baby. Yeah, he ab- he absolutely is a is a road grader, you know. And you kind of watch him pass blocking, and he's almost a little violent in his pass blocking too, because he's got got a very good hand punch. Um, and uh, it, that Fenton program has kind of they they had a little dip a couple of years ago, and then they got back on track last year. Kind of they've kind of had a hammerlock on that that Flint Metro League uh, title for the last decade or so. Um, and uh, he's a large reason why they're probably. You know, they're kind of cruising in that direction, but he, he's a very, very uh, talented dude. And like I said, they've got a lot of guys from Michigan going to uh, Northwestern next year. He'll be going with Brendan Sullivan. He's going, he'll be black, blocking for uh, Anthony Tias from uh, Portage Northern. And who's who's headed there? It's a, it's a it's a very big uh, pipeline that they've gotten opened to Evanston over the last four or five years, and it's just kind of gushing out talent for him. Yeah, Coach Fitz is coming in here, uh, recruiting really hard, and then it's it's tr- it's transitioning or translating or however you want to say it to the basketball program as well. I was going to say, Coach Collins has come in here. Got Matt Nicholson from Clarkson last uh, last recruiting class. He's got Julian Roper, the Orchard Lake St. Mary's guy. 
uh, who's a senior this year coming in yeah. for the class of 21. Yeah, so. he's got all kinds of skills. Yep, yep. So, Chris yeah. Collins is a great recruiter yeah. and has done yeah. a great job at making that Northwestern program relevant. So Josh Thompson, the uh, Northwestern commit out of Fenton, 6'5", 290, plays on the offensive and defensive line. Uh, his father actually shared a, a few of his you know accolades. He was a... Sports Illustrator preseason All-American candidate for this season. Uh-huh. He is the captain of the Fenton Tigers. Uh, he was All-State, uh, Freep News, and AP last year. Flint Journal Dream Team on offense last year. All-Area First Team, Tri-County Times, and a Flint Metro League unanimous first team selection. So congratulations to Josh Thompson for getting into the hunt now. You are now an Anvil candidate. And again, Sean Benny, the talented, talented player out of Oak Park, just hasn't seen the field. So Four-star uh, recruit. He's yeah. got, you know, 30 39 offers. Offers and uh, just has been dealing with a little bit of a knee issue. Yep, so he'll be coming off. Uh, but uh, what we do, of course, is want to encourage you to vote for your guy. Why is that important? Well, number one, the leading vote getter can never be removed from the competition. So if Rayshon Bunny had the most votes, we wouldn't be able to take him off despite him not playing. Interesting thing is that only really came into effect one time, and uh, that was in the Mr. Football race. And uh, that was when uh, the De La Salle quarterback, you've got to help me here, Shane, that, Morris? Shane Morris. Yeah, he didn't play a lot of uh, senior year. He didn't play, year. exactly, but uh, he was killing it in the vote, so he stayed in for a long time. And as soon as he, because he got mono, he got mono uh, like yeah. three or four games into the season, wasn't playing anymore. Uh, but he did fall off, and uh, of course he did not end up winning uh, the award, but uh, certainly was uh, in there for a long time. We couldn't get Sugar rid of him. Shane. So, Rocco <laughs> Spindler. Is uh, leading the vote by a lot, and it's so funny because his dad. I'm doing a feature on them coming up, and I've really had a hard time actually kind of figuring out how I'm going to do the angle. I think what I'm actually going to do is tell the story kind of through the the lens of his father, Mark, because he is such a character, and he hates Notre Dame. Yeah, (laughs) like he like has a bitter hate. Not anymore. Well, not anymore. Up until the commitment, he was wearing Notre Dame gear. His grand, his dad went to Notre Dame, so he's all about. I don't think his dad went to Notre Dame. I think his dad was a huge Notre Dame fan. fan. Right. Exactly. Yes. That's what that's what I meant to say. Um, so, uh, but again, the former Detroit Lion, Mark Spindler, who was, uh, you know, he was actually the defensive player of the year in the country before he went school. to Pitt. He got drafted with yeah. Barry, I believe, the same draft, or maybe it was the next draft. one. I think yeah. it was the next. Oh, the Andre. Sorry, it was the Andre Ware draft. Maybe. So, uh, oh, Matt's frozen there. So. Uh, the, what I wanted to say was he gives me he calls me a lot now which is which is great uh, not a lot he calls me once in a while uh, was checking on see how the feature was going but I also wanted to share a story that you know even friends of his are like so devoted to voting for Rocco Spindler in this he has eleven thousand six hundred twenty two votes Carson Briggs in second has four thousand one hundred ninety five they are voting like on the hour multiple times. Uh, and in fact, this he shared a story of one of his friends, his wife or something, wouldn't let him come to bed until he sat and voted like for just <laughs> numerous times. I forget exactly. He put, uh, there's a lot of similarities time. between him and his dad. I yes. mean, Mark Spindler was such a, a force of nature in the locker room as well as on the defensive line back when he played with the Lions. Just a lot of emotion, a big motor. Um, uh, you know, just played with so much passion and love for the game, and and that's Rocco Spindler. Now yeah. you see the kid, and yep. it's like he never stops. He gets stronger as the game goes on. The motor is endless. He's a relentless presence on both sides of the ball, and you know he's a leader. You can see him on the sidelines. Um, you know, pumping up his squad. Uh, he's an intelligent 
a football player. He understands all the all the schemes and and, and the calls. And um, a guy that just has has made his way into the backfield when he's playing on the defensive line and and keeps uh, uh, tacklers at bay when he's playing on the offensive line. And yeah. I just there's a, a you know not it's not always when you see a, a kid of a former pro that kind of. Sometimes it's difficult to play in that shadow, and sometimes you you, you see like, uh, oh, he's like kind of a poor man's version of his dad. No, this guy's like a superstar version of his dad. Yeah, no doubt about it. And he's killing it in the boat. And he, and of course, Clarkson having an amazing season. I do want to say because I don't mind calling people out. I know you guys have fans of Darren Payne, of Damon, Damon Payne, Payne, excuse me, of Garrett Dellinger, and uh, even Giovanni Elhade and Caleb Tiernan. And Jamari Button, you guys, uh, Raheem Anderson's fans have have started to come to the to the forefront and are voting for him. Um, but you've got to give these guys some more love. So go to statechampsnetwork.com. Vote for your guys. If Button, if Tiernan, if Elhade, who is amazing, if Dellinger, who is also equally as amazing, if Rocco Spindler wasn't on that team, we'd be talking about yeah. Dellinger day and night. So. Vote for those guys. They have woefully low votes. It's not like Garrett so Dellinger is going to play for the no, defending no. national champions or anything. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. And uh, we just want you guys to get more engaged. So so do that. Vote for those guys. It's important, especially uh, if it's coming down to who should stay in, who should stay out uh, in a particular week, if somebody's fighting their way to get in. Let's flip over to Mr. Football, Michigan Mr. Football, which we've been doing for well over a decade now. Uh, and, uh, well, of course, when it comes to leading the vote, it's the same guy who won the vote last year. It's the Andrew Anthony camp that is coming strong uh, this particular year again. And uh, he is uh, right now winning uh, by about four and a half thousand votes. Uh, he's got 5,630. Again, that's how much the Spindler camp's coming. He's got almost 12,000. It's crazy. Uh, this is more along the lines of usually what we see. Uh, 5,600 votes for Andrew, and this, again, is as of Tuesday. Uh, Dante Moore behind him at about 1,600. Brendan Sullivan at about 1,500. Jason, so uh, everybody else kind of backed up aside that. Brady Rose, who just came into the mix with 685 votes already. So his fan base, the Mona Shores fan base, already coming uh, and responding to Brady right away. Uh, Matt, do you have any updated numbers for our skill guys and in, in how they've done so far? Well, I do have a Brady Rose, a couple of numbers for a couple of guys. Okay. Uh, Brady Rose versus Grand Haven. That was one of those Mona Shores had to pick up a game late because Holland uh, backed out because of uh, COVID. Um, versus Grand Haven, 15 of 21, 176 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. He ran the ball nine times for 63 yards and two scores. Um, which for him so far this year is are relatively pedestrian numbers because he's been so good. Um, Tyson Davis has kind of had a up and down uh, stock watch, if you want to call it that, uh, for uh, Goodrich. He had a, he had a a big first week and third week and, and second and fourth week a little quieter through four games he's got 16 catches for 309 yards eight touchdowns he's got uh uh one touchdown on a punt return uh donovan edwards had a had another three touchdown game against oxford one of 29 one of 30 one of seven was um, that like three carries i believe so yes yeah, <laughs> yeah roughly yeah <laughs> Um, and, and one of the problems we're getting with some of the guys when we're trying to, you know, look at their stats, like like for Brennan Sullivan, um, 
Davison got a win last week, but he didn't play because it was a forfeit win. So he's still stuck at uh, 25 for 45 passing, 478 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Zach Trainer bounced back in a big way. Uh, had big way. had even what he called a, a yeah. not great game against Kettering. Uh, kind of put it threw it on a, on his own shoulders. Came back against South Lion, 29 for 35, school record, 429 yards passing, That's four touchdowns. Jace uh, Williams had another. Yeah, yeah, that, and that's that's kind of what you you'd been waiting to see that explosion from him. Jace Williams, Grand Rapids Catholic Central had another uh, two touchdown game. Had one for eighty three yards. That kind of w- was one of the early scores that blew blew that one open a little bit. Uh, and then we got a couple of guys who are knocking on the door. We talked about a little yeah. bit when we were going back and forth. Caden Woodall from from Livonia Stevenson going to Harvard uh, had twenty. Yeah, 25 carries, 296 yards, and five touchdowns in the Crosstown uh, showdown against Franklin. On the season, he's got 85 carries, 977 yards, 17 touchdowns. And then we just talked about Anthony Tyus from Porter's Northern a little bit ago. He's got, On the season, he's got 62 carries, 686 yards, and nine touchdowns. On defense, he's got 18 tackles and a sack. And then... Uh, DJ Stepney was one of the guys who had uh, yeah. a real big Friday. 29 carries, 193 yards, one more catch, 29 yards, two uh, two touchdowns. And uh, Dakota is one of the uh, three remaining, I believe, three and one teams in the MAC Red. They're all yes, that's correct. They're, they're starting to pair away the uh, the the uh, some of the contenders. I, I kind of uh, Chip Valley got got kind of knocked out of the front runner status. So I think we've still got Stevenson, Dakota and Gross Point South, but uh, that was yeah. that was a big game for for Dakota. And what about my boy Ty Holtz from DeWitt? Another huge game yeah. coming down and just yep. <laughs> taking De La Salle out to the woodshed. Him and Tommy McIntosh making some yeah. sweet music in the in the passing game and uh you know want to talk about a revelation this year. Ty Holtz is uh, as they said back in the '90s, all that in a bag of chips. <laughs> well, yeah, Dewitt has. Other than the 38 points they gave out, gave up in a blowout win over Grand Ledge, they've given up two field goals in their other three games. Yeah. That's that's it. And that's that's rolling. He's throwing laser beams. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, know. he is uh, he is in the zone. I and mean, De La in. needed that game. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that was definitely uh-huh. coming out. Another shout-out I want to say, because, again, um, if you have people that you think need to be considered to be either a Mr. Football candidate or an Anvil Award candidate, email us. Contact us at statechampsnetwork.com. You can find the, the link on our website if you just uh, click the uh, media uh, contacts, and then you can click Team Contacts. But the email address is contactus at statechampsnetwork.com. Uh, we had uh, one gentleman um, send an email about uh, Detroit Martin Luther King's Tyrell Stubblefield, uh, who is, uh, he's saying he's somebody we really need to take a look into. And the reason I say that is this kind of dips into uh, what we will look forward to checking out this weekend. I will be at the PSL Championship game, which will be a rematch between Detroit King and Detroit Cast Tech, and that will be Saturday at noon at uh, Detroit Northwestern Clash High School. Of the Titans under center with sophomore superstars, yes. LaShawn Mumpfield yes. for Cast Tech, and then the, uh, the, the, the phenom Dante DJ Moore for, yep. for King. Absolutely. So 
this is yeah, this has been you know kind of uh, and again they don't play too often for the PSL title just based off of you know how things work out in the playoffs and things. But this is one of those years, and um, we've got a state champs rival show that uh, my man Ryan Slocum has been working feverishly on. Uh, we expect to have that thing complete uh, by mid next week, so it will be airing. Uh, probably beginning of the following week, which is taking a look at the entire rivalry between Cast Tech and Detroit King. Uh, so that's going to be real interesting. He said the first minute 45, he's like, wait till you see it. He's like, it is, uh, he loves it. So uh, he's put a lot of time and effort in that. So uh, it'll be interesting to see some guys uh, who steps to the forefront. Rashawn uh, Anderson, right? Raheem. Raheem, sorry. Raheem. Uh, is, uh, will be back on the field, and uh, he is one of our Anvil candidates that's right now. That's just a unbelievably talented offensive line that mm-hmm. uh, that Cast Tech's rolling out right now with Anderson and Enos and Jackson Pruitt, um, my, uh, Macy Reddick, uh, Charlie Sims. I mean, there's just a, just a cavalcade of Division I uh, big nasties up front there uh, protecting uh, LaShawn Mumfield and, and clearing the way for uh, the King brothers. And another guy, Matt, that we got an email from, I think I shared it with you because you got the the stats. Uh, f- the guy from Grand Rapids Catholic Central sent some Jace Williams updates. Also was talking about Joey Silvera. Joey football. Yes, Silvera. Yep. Silvera's got to be very in, high in. on him. Yes. I am too. After I saw what he did in uh, the state finals last year, he right. carved Country Day up like a Thanksgiving turkey. <laughs> Okay, there you go. <laughs> Enough said. So, uh, again, we want these names to keep coming. We want you guys to, and again, don't just say I want you to, to see someone. Give us some reasons, uh, you know, if you've got some, you know, some information that, uh, uh, you know, some stats, some information as to, you know, again, why we should be considering either for, um, you know, Mr. Football or the Anvil Award. So uh, what else? Uh, we've got the PSL title this week, and what else are you guys looking forward to? We'll start with you, Scott. Uh, I'm going to be at Stony Creek Southfield A&T, um, a OAA red, OAA white crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, Stony Creek is just a freight train right Playing now. Playing great. Um, I, have, I gave this anecdote earlier that someone told me before the season that they were going to be the third best team in yeah. the OAA, and I laughed at them heartily. <laughs> I said, that is a ridiculous notion. And they are laughing and they are, at you. They are the third best team in the OAA right now. Um, and playing great football, uh, balanced attack, great leadership, great coaching by Nick Merlo, uh, Boom Boom Burford, just you know running wild on the comp. They got a great uh, compliment to him in the backfield, and, and Johnny Fogler, who's a sophomore. Uh, and then A and T, you know, we, we just talked about a phenom and, and Dante DJ Moore uh, under center for for King, but you know the phenom in the class below him in the class of twenty four. Wow, that sounds really. Yeah, that sounds crazy. Class yeah. of 2024, uh, Isaiah Zeke Marshall, um, you know, the the number one uh, quarterback, I believe, in the Midwest uh, for the freshman class, has looked really good for A and T, and I'm excited to see him in person. How about you, Matt? I am going to be at uh, number ten River Rouge visiting number fifteen uh, Catholic Central. Oh, that's and then obviously we've yeah we've, that that one should be obviously a good one. Yeah. Um, then then we mentioned the the Mac Red kind of the the showdown between Gross Point South and Stevenson, looking to knock another another team out of that. And then on the lower levels, there are a lot of four and four and ranked teams going up against each other. Um, we got Whitehall against at Montague. Montague's only allowed 12 points on the season. Whitehall's allowed three, and they're both ranked. Uh, Montague's the number one team in D6, and, and Whitehall's an honorable mention. Montague's got a swag nasty under center in Drew Collins. Yep, absolutely. 
right. Another another team. Go ahead. Yeah, please. Yeah, another team that's got a, a pretty talented quarterback, Erie Mason. Yeah. Uh, switched conferences this year. They're in the Tri-County Conference. I got them ranked number nine in D6. They're taking on the number one team in D8, Sand Creek. Um, and then we've got uh, the, the two-time defending champion, Reading, is, is facing off with Homer in a Big 8 showdown. Then we've got the Highland Conference showdown between number seven in D eight Beale City and number seven in in uh, D seven McBain. Then probably the, the the best small school matchup is Pawama Westphalia and uh, Fowler, the D, the number two team in D eight. All time series is tied twenty seven twenty seven since nineteen fifty. These uh, two schools that are separated by, as they say, ten miles of cornfield and. Uh, there's a there's a nice healthy dislike sometimes between the two of them. It's it's a good rivalry. It's it's not. I don't think it's it's dirty or anything. But that's uh, that's always a good a good matchup. The Erie Mason quarterback key reference was Noah Beaudry. And, yes, sorry. Uh, he yep. was kind of a, a under the radar gem last year, and then you know this year he's just he's playing some some great football. Uh, and then one other um, small school quarterback clash I want to reference that I'll probably be at next Saturday uh, is. Uh, Clarkson Everest, the defending yes. lower level Catholic League champions playing Shrine at Shrine. And Shrine's got Connor Benson, who's a, a, a really you know fierce, fearless signal caller, um, a junior. And then Everest has uh, the magic man, uh, Giovanni Mastro Matteo, who just, uh, yes. he, he is, he's exciting. He's just lightning in a bottle. And, Great game. Um, Great name, too. Yeah. So it's, it, it, it's, you know, for Giovanni, you know, I, I don't know if he can necessarily play quarterback at the division one or division two level but you know this is a kid that just has it factor and i think if you know a, an naia school or a, a you know a division three school can get him in and, and just i think he's the type of kid that you can put him anywhere and he's going to make plays yeah you should look at lawrence tech yes so he should do that uh one other note, uh, state champs, we have one more game that we're going to be streaming live this year, um, and we've been doing this uh, mainly with Brother Rice. Brother Rice plays at Lawrence Tech. That's kind of the connection if you were thinking about that. They've got Los, or, uh, Lapeer uh, coming to town Friday night. That's going to be played at uh, Losser Stadium, yeah. so the old Losser yeah. High School. And uh, so be should be an interesting matchup. Uh, Losser, or uh, Lapeer has, you know, perennially been a power uh, for many years, had a, a loss to Grand Blank that kind of took, I think, some uh, surprise. Um, you know, they've played Saginaw Arthur Hill, Powers Catholic, and Carmen Ainsworth beat all of them. Carmen Ainsworth is not the team they were uh, this season by any means. So uh, it will be interesting to see, uh, you know, Brother Rice is a team that's coming off a pretty Convincing win Decisive. over Bloomfield Hills. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Forty-three to seven was the final, and they beat Orchard Lake in the final moments uh, the week before at Classic Wisner Stadium. And you know, Connor Kalka hits that that kick coming yes. up from the JV, and yes. then the next game he's back down on the JV, and par right. uh, Owen Party is uh, right is, is kicking for because all their guys basically yes. came back. Uh, they were missing several starters, so uh, we shall see how that works out. And again, uh, you know, the Catholic Central River Rouge game should be interesting. Uh, we'll see again, you know, River Rouge losing the East Lansing the way they did. Uh, it was kind of like, hmm, all right, so what's kind of, you know, so it'll be an interesting matchup to see how With that. With CC Declan yeah. Bile, we're talking about Declan quarterbacks. Bile. Declan Bile has taken not just one step up, he's taken about five steps up from his sophomore year to his junior year in, in command of that offense and is just uh, throwing, uh, you know, throwing thunderbolts and yeah. looking great. 
Well, gentlemen, I appreciate you guys both being here again today. I uh-huh. do want to remind you again, uh, Extra Point, which is the football show covering Indiana, Michigan, Ohio, the best of that state. Uh, we also got plays of the week and stuff inside of that. Uh, you could check that out. Uh, that is on our State Champs Network social media page, also our website. Please download our free app. State Champs Michigan's high school sports show basically is all the Michigan content that we do in a week, and that's not just football. And uh, that premieres on Tuesday night, so you can uh, go ahead and check that out. Now that's got all the football that we had uh, that we covered. You should be covering around a dozen games right now uh, in a particular week for State Champs Michigan. And uh, of course, this podcast usually will drop on Tuesday. It's dropping on Wednesday for for this week. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week with another edition. And, uh, and again, reach out to us uh, on Anvil and Mr. Football Candidates. Uh, we'll definitely take a look at them. Uh, otherwise, and I'm glad that uh, Matt mentioned before he was talking about uh, rankings. He was he was Matt does a lot of work on our rankings, and it's something we do not promote here often enough. And I want to make sure that I do that. Uh, State champs uh, rankings for football. Matt's rankings uh, get put out basically what every Monday, right? Every Monday morning. Yep. Every Monday, so you can go check those out right now. And uh, and again, it's more than just just a list. He usually has some other good information in there. It has some honorable mentions in there. Uh, so go check it out. He's got them up by division, I think, right now. Yep. Uh, we got both the top 25 and yeah. division by division top 10s. Yep. Well, there you go. So go check it out. And uh, and if you're upset about it, you can email us on that too. We'll maybe address it. So, uh, we've seen it. But uh, for Matt, for Scott, I am Lauren Plan. Once again, thank you for tuning in to State Champs Michigan Extra Point. We will see you next week.